testimonials over Wednesday and stuff, where you've had like 1,500, yeah. which is carnage, as you can imagine. We got 900 people through, but we didn't make any money because obviously yeah. everyone paid a penny. <laughs> I don't think I'll miss it, I mean, because that will be like. State of the art. That will be amazing up yeah. there, I'm saying. In Sheffield, it will be. It will go massive, I, I, I believe, anyway. People who email me in the week before saying, I'm coming from Norway or Germany or whatever, come down, you can have a couple of beers if you, if you drink, you can bring them in, you can watch, watch the lads play. And if you want to at half time have a penalty and go on the pitch, you can, if you want to end the game, go on and kick about. The kids can come here, it's very safe. Um, and I, yeah, literally, if you want to go and have a look in the changing room, I mean, we're very relaxed. We're not, we're not man new. Hello and welcome to Talk of the Terrace. I'm non-league enthusiast and adopted Sheffield lad Sean Crossley Bonehill. My name is Billy Bradshaw, a boyhood blade and a walking, talking football encyclopedia. Now, being a football fan is more than just winning and losing. It's about the experience, them pre-match nerves before the game, waking up on a Saturday morning, or the talk of the lineup in the pub beforehand with your mates. The walk to the ground that feels like an eternity, the smell of lager and hot pies, the cheers and jeers of the fans. The jubilation or despair of a goal or result. The life of a football fan will never be a dull one. Here at Talk of the Terrace, we want to delve deep into the fan experience of all the clubs around the country and chat to the people who know the clubs the best. And where better to start than the oldest football club in the world, Sheffield FC. That's right. Today we are talking to Dylan Ralph, who works at Sheffield FC, to learn all about what makes the world's oldest football club tick. So I'm here today with Dylan from Sheffield FC. Um, I'm lucky enough to be at the ground, which is, you know, quite a good little thing to have, I guess, on a podcast. Uh, I mean, you can't see it, but I'm here just to let you know. So I'd like to start with uh, just introduce yourself to everyone and just explain what you do here. Uh, my name's Dylan, as you just said. Uh, um, uh, my job is so operations and partnerships. So a lot partnerships in terms of sponsorship locally and nationally. Uh, and then also building relationships within the city and outside of the city. And then operationally, everything from ordering pies to managing the match day to making sure we've got enough loo roll, etc. So a bit of everything, but I started off just doing partnerships in terms of sponsorship, which we do very well at because we're the World's First Football Club. Um, we, we don't try and just get uh, Alan's paint and decorators um, People like that, we do try. I mean, we take them, but yeah. we do try and get bigger ones. For instance, Scots Menswear, Tufnells, who are big national companies. Uh, so that's what I do. Smashing. Uh, and would you like to explain to anyone who doesn't know who Sheffield FC are? <laughs> uh, so we're Sheffield FC, the world's first football club. We say first because it's a bit more modern, forward thinking, rather than when if you say the world's oldest football club, I think people think it's old and it's just full of. 80-year-old men wearing suits, but we're not. Um, so the world's first football club established in 1857. Um, I know you've already been to Hallam, who are the second oldest football club in the world, and the oldest ground in the world. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're a, we play in the eighth tier of English football, so the Northern Premier League East, which is one above Hallam. Uh, and obviously we're a, uh, we do everything a football club should do. So we have men's, women's, disability, walking football, development team. Um, but what we do have is obviously we have the brand of the world's first football club. Um, so within Sheffield, we're, we're Sheffield FC, but we always stay outside the city with the world's first football club. So what's a match day like at Sheffield FC? 
Uh, a match day is, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. You get non-league football. You get non-league football fans are different to your your football, like yeah. your Leicester fans or your Man U fans. Very different. Um, so yeah, lots of characters. It's a bit manic because obviously we have a lot of people who are voluntary. Um, so and we always have loads of little kids here. It's very family orientated. Like Hallam, most non-league clubs are. You can bring your families. You can bring your dogs, etc. Uh, so yeah, it's good. It's as good. It's always a good laugh. A few beers. Um, yeah, it's good. And uh, so, what's the what's the ticket prices like? What's the food like? What's the beer prices? Okay. Just the whole consumption of the cost of a day. Yeah. Down at Sheffield FC, the home of football. So our tickets are ten and five. So ten pound for adult, five pounds for concessions, um, which is about where we are compared to you say Hallam and I'll go back to Hallam just because I know yeah. about their ticket system is because I think they're about an eight and a three I think something like that I think so, yeah. um, but in our league we can't go as low as that we're not allowed to charge three pounds because we're in a higher league it's yeah. a bit weird but we can't so ten and five we're about the market rate for where most teams in our league are ten and five some do nine and five but yeah ten and five um, in terms of pint wise, we do have a sponsors box at the top, which you've been in, which is a raised yeah. up port cabin with some shirts in. But it has got uh, two big beer fridges with our partner. So one of the directors, um, Jim Harrison, owns Formbridge Brewery. No, nice. So we also own the pub yeah. there. So you can't actually physically get a drink in the ground. Uh, but the pub, as you, as you may well know, is, yeah. is literally joining onto the ground. So you can get your pints in the pub and bring them in. Um, which is better because I've been to some, well, for me it is, I've been to some grounds where it's just, you just get a can, which is all right, uh, but you can get a proper pint and bring it in. Um, Food-wise, we do obviously do the pucker pies, which we have a big, so pucker now are, are we're their non-league football club. So they've chosen five, one in Prem, yeah. Championship League, one League Two, non-league. We're the non-league football club because obviously we're the world's first football club. So uh, chicken bolties always go down well. I've been told Pucker told me I know some weird facts that I've never thought I'd know about pies, uh, but Chicken Bolt is their most bought pie oh, really? in the country, yeah, which is fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> um, and then we just do your burgers, your chips, Smash all that. I think a pie is three fifty. So not too bad in the grand scheme. No, not bad for a Pucker. I think that's about standard, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably say so. Yeah, three fifty. I haven't been to, I haven't bought much food from football grounds in a while, because. Especially the higher up you go, it's it's expensive. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and so. the thing is, people say, I mean, I'm going to go slightly bit off topic here, yeah. but we charge three fifty, right? Mm -hmm. And some people go, well, how can you charge that or whatever? But if you go to a Man City or a Leicester or a Norwich or whoever it may be, their pies will be four fifty or five. I guarantee it, won't they? Yeah. Something about that. It's the same when we when. Whereas, it, this is my point: is that they should be charging less because they've got more money. We yeah. should, if we turn around and charge six quid, yeah. we'd get slaughtered. But really, them charging six quid, it's fine. It's the same as when we did a shirt deal uh, with Copa, uh, the nice shirt we did a couple of years ago, and we charged 50 quid, yeah. but it was like handmade in uh, Holland. It had like home of football in the back. It was all engraved in top shirt, 50 quid. For a non-league club, 50 quid is obviously extortionate. Uh, but we got a bit of grief for it. But man, people were saying, well, Man, man City's and your Sheffield United's charge uh, 50, 60, 70 yeah. quid for a shirt. But if anything, we sh 
we, we are, we're buying less in bulk, so it's costing us more to get. Yeah. Whereas Man City, they'll be buying low, anyway. Endless printing of their yeah. stuff, yeah. And they, but they get away with it. Whereas non-league, you have to keep your prices down as much as you can because it doesn't go down that well. Because obviously non-league football, the whole point of coming to non-league football is about it being affordable and accessible for everyone. Sorry, I went a bit of a rant there, but I, my point came across a bit misted, but I knew what I meant. That's no, brilliant, that's fine, I'm sure they'll understand it. <laughs> so, um, what's the average attendance like? Do you get many in, or is it varied each week, depending on the game, the evening, uh, Saturday game, or...? Yeah, varies. Obviously, Saturdays tend to do better, obviously. And if United or Wednesday are, are away, we, we if, if Wednesday, it's just for Hallam, if Wednesday are away, yeah. they obviously get Wednesday because it's up, up near Crossball, mm. isn't it? So it's up that yeah, yeah. We tend to obviously get more United out. So if United are away, we'll get a few more in. I mean, it's not groundbreaking, but you might get another 100, which in this ground, another 100 is a big difference, and in terms of money. Um, so two, yeah, so I'd say on average, we get about 350 to 400 on a normal average game. Uh, but we have, to be fair, the past, Five home games, we've had over 500 each one. Don't know why, whether the weather's getting better uh, or we've picked up, but yeah, we've had some decent gates, which over 500 is about right here. Um, and yeah, Tuesdays can vary. Tuesdays can be 200, but and you can get 400. But I, when you get about 550, 600 here, it's just about right. To be fair, I've, I think I can't even remember what game I went to last. It probably was that game that I came and did that match port for, so I don't even know what the attendance were. <laughs> but it was quite it was quite busy. It'd be, to be fair. It, it was a Saturday, it was yeah, it just it'd pick, about up. It just pick up, yeah. And I don't know if I, yeah, I think United were playing away, so we have had like in, in my time, I mean we've had we played like Sheffield United um in pre-season friendlies and we've had testimonials here with Wednesday and stuff where you've had like fifteen hundred yeah. in, which is carnage as you can imagine. Um <laughs> But we last season, most I've had since I've been here is we've had, I think we had 920, um, which was for our birthday in October. So we did, um, we did 18.57 prices, yeah, which was a penny. It was a penny to get in. Really? Yeah. Which obviously, we got 900 people for him, but we didn't make any money because obviously yeah. everyone paid a penny. <laughs> um, but you know, it was good. And like, what's the atmosphere like? Do you generate much noise, or is it just the family-friendly? Yeah, sort of we, chit-chatting? we're more the family-friendly. We, we've we're trying to breathe some new blood in. Actually, we've we've had the past, the last three home games, bar that the last game of the season, we had uh, some young kids come, which was great because yeah. they were loud, they were singing, but they brought flares, and it's not really acceptable at this at this yeah. level. So we had to give them a little telling off and just say, look, we we want you to come. Because obviously it builds atmosphere, yeah. um, but you can't do uh, bring flares or standing on chairs. You know, there's the stuff that non-league you shouldn't do. But we, yeah, I, I think our atmosphere is it's not a singing atmosphere. It's just a nice atmosphere. You know, I mean, everyone's yeah, chit chit chatting. It's just Saturday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, have it's a, nice. Have a pint, watch some decent football. Yeah, and then just, it's, it's not like pyro. Yeah. Uh, um, Banners and yeah, hooligans. And, yeah, or chanting. I mean, Hallam have got a, 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 they've got a bit of a singing section and that's yeah, all. yeah. And the cup, but most teams in our league haven't really. There's a couple. Osset have got a, a decent, uh, little singing section. But a lot of the time, you find the singing sections at, at our level is kids. Yeah, you don't get many grown men chanting. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's a great atmosphere. But in terms of if you want to come down for a sing song and and that, no, then no. <laughs> 
So uh, this season, I think it's just finished, hasn't it? Yep. So uh, how did you get on? How did uh, what's the plan for next season? Do you reckon? Where's it going forward now? And yeah, just the overall ambitions we, uh, as a club. We um, we finished ninth in the end, which if you'd have reversed, reverse, rewinded, what we on there? if you rewinded five weeks ago, we were looking at the we were just above relegation zone. Um, and we had our last five games, I think we played four of the top four, uh, four of the top six, sorry, um, and we won three of them, surprisingly. So we ended up the season great. Uh, but overall, we got off to a great start where we thought, you know, we could have a playoffs here. And then just over Christmas and the new year, we had a lot of games called off, which we'd lost a lot, I'm not using an excuse, but we lost a lot of momentum. And, yeah. We didn't play a game here for about a month at one point because of the, because of the, the rain we had and the snow and all that. So we lost a bit of momentum and then when we got back playing, we lost, we lost I think about four or five against teams and in around us. So we dropped, but then we picked up. So I think where our budget is, which is about middle, mm -hmm. uh, and where we came ninth is, is bang on middle. I, I think it's a, it's a decent season. Next year, uh, we're looking to push on. We need, we need to, we've got some good players, we, just, we need to sign, in my eyes, we need a, a, a 25 goal a season striker, yeah. which we haven't got. Uh, as you can tell, our top goal scorers this year are on an 11, 8, 5, do you know what I mean? It's not enough, yeah. you, need, you need someone who's going to get you 20. Especially, well, especially at this level. Like. Exactly, so, I mean, we've got Mark Newsham, who's like sort of a, a legend, he's been here for a few years, he's 35 now, but he, every year it's, it's like a myth, everyone always has tried to replace him. Yeah because he's knocking on a bit, but every year he still realises that the play we've got isn't good enough or whatever, and then he comes on and he scores. So, yeah, but next season we need a striker, we need a, I think we need another midfielder, and apart from that, we've got a good squad, I think we can go for playoffs, hopefully. Um, yeah, let's hope for it. Oh, let's hope, let's hope. Um, so, driving through, there's the home football banner at the cricket, old cricket ground it's, thing. It's called, well, it's, it's called Sheffield Transport Club. Ah, so uh, what's happening there? So there is obviously was so Richard Sims, the chairman. Uh, <laughs> he did that sign about two years ago now, maybe a bit more. Um, so basically, so we've got that site now. Yeah. What we want that, and that's why we want the Home of Football project. So we're working with the Sheffield Transport Sports Club. Yeah. So they won't be going. The Sheffield Transport Sports Club will still be there, but on there will have the um, the Home of Football, a 4G pitch. Uh, you can find the plans online. So there's there's some plans there as well. Uh, Check them out on YouTube. Yeah, it looks quite snazzy to be fair. Yeah. So what it'll be, it'll be a, it'll be a four, a four to five thousand capacity stadium. Yeah. So we'll have uh, like a one main grandstand, so corporate boxes, you know, all seating, uh, and then the rest will be just terraced standing, so foot three sides, a bit like what we've got now, but a mm -hmm. bit better, yeah. like that, but all yeah. the way round. So if you look at um, like a Salford or a Boston. If you, I don't know if you can do it while you're doing your podcast talk about it. but if you look at a Boston ground yeah. or a Salford's ground, something along them lines it will be. But we don't want it to be uh, shiny and new. Do you know what I mean? We are Far removed from that sort of... Yeah, I mean, we are the world's first football yeah. club, so we want it to have that sort of feel of, yeah. of history as well, which, is, which we will be doing. Um, and then the chairman wants it to be, which we do now, we get outbound visitors all the time. With, with no outbound marketing. Um, so with that up there, it can be a, it'll be a local, national and, and international visitor centre where people around the world can come and visit. 
the world's first football club in the home of football. Of course, at the same time, we, we it's why not come come up for the weekend, watch Sheffield FC or, yeah. or, or watch Hallam, and then come to us or, or vice versa. Do you know what I mean? Go visit yeah. the oldest ground. Come visit the world's first football club. Go see the Crucible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sheffield's got all these great things. But people miss out on these great things that Sheffield has. Yeah, and, and uh, look, I understand it. We're technically in Drop. Well, we are in Drumfield and yeah. we're in North East Derbyshire, so we're not in Sheffield. But the reason. Have you ever, do you know why we, we play here, or have you ever wondered? Uh, I did wonder. I knew. I know that you did some Bramall down at Bramall Lane originally. Yeah. And then so it's kind of like shifted around a bit. I think it was 142 years. So in 2000, I think it was there or thereabouts. Richard Tim's chairman. Yeah. We were playing at Don Valley in front of one man and a dog, and he basically said, "Oh, if this is the world's first football club, then why? What's? I mean, why is this not bigger?" Mm-hmm. So he sat on his journey of making the World Test Football Club into a, a brand and obviously a bigger football club. And then at the time, I, I, he tried Olive Grove, where they not literally a, a spitting distance from where the original rules were written. He tried moving there, but it never quite worked. So this is the place where he found, which unfortunately it's in Drumfield, uh, but they needed to secure a permanent ground because yeah. they'd never used to, they used to just hop around the city before that. And obviously you can't build a football club by uh, ground hopping. So this is why we play here. Yeah. And then ever since then, he's been trying to move Sheffield FC to Olive Grove, which he tried, about, he tried which you can look online about that. Uh, and then obviously, eventually we found Meadowhead Tra- Sheffield Transport Club, which is a great location. One, because it's like back in Sheffield, even yeah. though it's only a mile Just on the border of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so great catchment area. You've got lo- loads of chimney pots around there. Not too far from town, great transport links. Mm-hmm. Not far from the motorway. So yeah. All these great plans. So we're hoping a couple of years with a fair win that, that until until we can get that going uh, in terms of until it's built. Yeah. Would you be sad to leave this place? Because obviously this is quite. I don't know. I quite like coming here. The, the the times that I've come here, I think it's got a good vibe about it. Like you said, on a match day, and obviously you've got the pub, yeah. which is obviously nice because it's Formbridge and it's a nice little feel. And all the I've seen the players drinking in there afterwards. So do you reckon when you move down there, it might lose that and you might miss a bit of this? Ground, or is it future thinking? I don't know. Maybe not so much for me. I mean, I've only been here two years. Yeah. So, and, and I've obviously been here before the two years, but I want. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 cute, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll miss it. I mean, because that will be like state of the art. That will be amazing up yeah. there. I'm telling you, in Sheffield, it will be, it will go massive. I I, I believe anyway. Um, because obviously, like I said up there, we'll have. It won't just be a grand, but we'll obviously have a museum. Not just a museum as well. I mean, we don't want. I mean, these are all great to look at, but yeah. for a six-year-old, it's not not that interesting. So mm-hmm. it needs to be interactive. So I don't know. We we'll have a little cross. We'll have a crossbar challenge bit in, inside this thing where can you hit the crossbar of an 1857 case ball? Yeah. So. A bit like what's going on in the, the Manchester. I don't know if you've been to the football museum. Football museum, yeah, yeah. Which, which should be in Sheffield. Yeah. Don't make any sense. But, but yeah, well, similar to what they got. I mean, it yeah. is great. The football museum. I mean, we only have a little, we have a little tiny bit. It's like a it's like something about the size of that. With it's not much. I, no. I, I went past it. Yeah, it's not yeah, much. Yeah. But it is great. I yeah. do like it there. Um, but yeah, we haven't got much there. Um, so that's what I'm saying. When we move there, the, the the whole thing changes in terms of us with reach. Um, and and on the pitch because a, a lot of people have said before to me that Tim's is is he, he prefers I don't know he's, he's put more into the brand rather than the actual football club yeah. but 
I mean, we play in the eighth tier. We're we're, we're decent. Our players get paid. I mean, yeah. we're, we're at a decent level. Um, we, we've not dropped significantly. We're at the level where we should be. But once we go up there, we get the membership, the merchandise, the the visitors, etc. The match days. That income then replicates onto the pitch. You can get better players then. So it goes hand in hand. So when we're up there, I mean, I, I think we're. We're not going to say Premier League, obviously, but I think we're looking for like a National League fifth, sixth, National League North, that sort of. I mean, look, if someone else can take it on and, and zoom you up, then great. Yeah. But around the sort of fifth, sixth tier. I think there's not much to ask for, really, is it? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so um, season tickets. Yeah. Can you get a season ticket? If so, how much is a season ticket? You can get a season ticket. Um, and. I don't know, but the prices for next year haven't been, haven't been... I think this year, which is bad, I should know this, but I, I think they were... Seeing to, I think you're going to be a bit astounded by how much ours are. I think a scene ticket for us was about £150. I think that's not too bad. No. I think I, I, when, I was, when I was a season ticket holder at Birmingham City, uh, I think, well, I mean, this was under 18 prices, and I think I paid around about that. So, yeah. like, I'd happily pay that. That's for an adult, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you can't get a season ticket. I mean, not many people. We, we have a few people that get them, but obviously, we ha at non-league you find that we obviously we have got a, a core uh, selection of people who are fans of Sheffield FC. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, like you, I imagine, you go to a non-league match whenever your team's not, your Birmingham yeah. City's not playing. Which is yeah, I mean, I hardly ever go. Or, down, or, yeah. or it's international break. You fancy a few beers, you make. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. We don't. I'd say we get people who come to support. As the, we're probably their second club, the same as what Alan would be yeah, or yeah. Osset or whoever. Do you know what I mean? So we don't really tend to sell loads, but we do have them available when people do buy them. So I think that's almost time to wrap. So uh, I'd like a funny story, any or a couple of funny stories about your time here, or just any little nice thing that you've got to say about the club, or maybe a bit of both, maybe a funny story and like a nice memory from your time here. I mean, this, this, it won't be funny to you lot because it, it just don't get it. But it. I mean, it was basically the other night we had a match. Anyway, I get a call from Dave Stewart. This is typical non league, by the way. I get a call from Dave. Anyway, he's like, Dylan, you're right. I said, Dave, what's up with you? He's like, covered in water, absolutely soaked. So, what's up? He went, he just got his finger, you wouldn't have to say this, but he just did the old yeah. come here type thing. Walked around, went into the ref's room, ref changing room, anyway, there was pipe burst everywhere. So, uh, all the ref's kits under it. Soaking wet, I have to go. Obviously, we have to get all like the phones and stuff like that. I come back out here to the to the crowd, well, to the chairman and stuff, and they all just burst out laughing. And I didn't take it very well because I said, "Well, you get in there as well." Anyway, it wasn't really funny. Them lot round it really, but I didn't yeah. find it funny. But we had a burst pipe. But things like that happen all the time. That would I'd say my funny story. That's, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> Fun of not. I bet all your listeners are absolutely laughing their head <laughs> off now, aren't they? Well, yeah. If we've got any, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll have a few on the uh, amateur podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so to finish off, I guess sell Sheffield FC. I mean, apart from being the, the obvious. The oldest football club in the world, um, or the first football club in the world. <laughs> um, sell it to anyone who thinks about coming here, or would like to come here, or have never even thought about it, but now might think about it. Yeah, I always say we do. I think our. I mean, since you came, it's improved a bit more. Like now we have. I don't know. We have 
uh, youth teams that come and walk out with the players. Um, we do a half-time penalty shootout. So I always say that we, when we get people who email me in the week before, say I'm coming from Norway or Germany or whatever, come down, mm -hmm. you can have a couple of beers if you, if you drink, you can bring them in, you can watch, watch the lads play. And if you want to at half-time have a penalty on the pitch, you can. If you want at the end of the game, go on and have a kick about. Your kids can come here. It's very safe. Um, and uh, yeah, literally, if you want to go and have a look in the changing room, I mean, we're very relaxed. We're not, we're not man new, you know what I mean. So, most people that come here, I always think have a good leave having a good experience, just because of the easiness that we we let it be in terms of everyone can. You know what I mean? If at the end of the game, everyone wants to go on the pitch, they can. Yeah. If they want to have a penalty shootout, they can. If they want to go and come in here and meet the chairman, they can. If they want to go into the changing rooms and meet the, the lads and the player uh, and the managers, they can. So. Yeah, I think we're very welcoming. You can have a couple of beers uh, and hopefully watch some OK football and we get a win. That was very um, interesting, what uh, Dylan had to say to us. Uh, and I know you've also been to see Sheffield FC uh, yourself. Um, what did you make of your time there and your experience? Well, I actually thought it was quite an enjoyable one. So, like, in the interview, obviously, I, I mentioned that I've been there before and I was actually quite lucky to do a match report there. Um, which is published on their website, which is quite nice. So the guys at Sheffield FC are pretty friendly. Um, obviously, Dylan discussed about the chairman. Um, but yeah, so like I felt really welcomed, especially I've done the experience of doing it from a point of view where I've been invited round to do a match report. Um, and then I've also just gone out of the, I don't know, the willingness to go and watch the oldest football club in the world or the world's first football club, as Dylan likes to call it. Uh, and what do you? How do you think it kind of compares to you know other non-league clubs, especially considering you know its, it's history? I think well, what it has is a is a massive uh, selling point. It is the world's first football club, and Dylan spoke about that quite often in um, the interview that I you know got with him. So I think what it has is that edge of being the world's first football club, and not many. Well, I mean, I don't know. There, there's no other world's first football club, is there? So I guess it's really helpful that they've got that and they get people from all over the world. I see it on their Instagram a lot that they get people from different countries all around the world travelling around just to go. Well, not obviously necessarily just to go and watch Sheffield FC, but they, they get the whole match day and they bring them along and they get to go around the back if they want to go in the changing room, which is, again, it's just a really good vibe. And it, it obviously, they're, they're, you know, what, what sells is the fact that they're the world's first, I guess. And um, you know, I, I'm gonna keep comparing it to other non-league clubs, but uh, do you think you know the the tickets and the the food and drinks reasonably priced compared to other teams within its division? So um, yeah, um, basically Dylan said that they charge ten pound for a ticket, which is the normal price in that league, and that's all they can charge. Um, I think that they could very easily charge more, and we did. We brought up on it in the interview that like you go to Manchester City or like these Premier League clubs and you're paying like five, six quid, even oh, maybe yeah. even more for food and like your drinks and, and they're not necessarily the best quality. And like these clubs can get away with charging so much, but when, in reality, it should be these non-league clubs that should be charging more because they need the funding more than Manchester City or Sheffield United, I guess. Um, but £3.50 for a pie, you know, put a pie, their main sponsor, you can't really go wrong get their chicken bolty pie and a couple of pints in the uh, in the Formbridge pub that is literally round the corner. Well, I mean, say round the corner, it's on the ground. 
so yeah, it's a it's a good experience, and I think I paid. Well, luckily enough, I didn't pay the second time because I got um, invited round, um, and obviously the match uh, ticket cost was covered, which was quite handy for me. Um, but then the first time round, I went with my girlfriend's dad, and I think he paid about a tenner for my ticket, which was quite nice. But then. Yeah. They've done a special thing before, which obviously Dylan's mentioned. I don't want to bring it up again, but they actually did um, a penny or two pence um, match tickets for the anniversary of the club. So they do occasional, like, or you got the non-league days where they charge slightly cheaper. So yeah, I think it's very reasonable, and you pay forty quid for a good day out. I guess overall, where you pay twenty quid for a Premier League match ticket, or even more if you're an Arsenal fan. Um, and then yeah, and then you get you end up spending. Hundred pounds, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose it does sound like a reasonably priced and, and a good day. Uh, I think my final question, and you know, the killer question here is: Would you visit again, and would you recommend it to a friend? Um, would I visit again? Yes. Um, would I recommend to a friend? Yes. There we go. I think that's, I, I think that's all that <laughs> needs, yeah, to, that's be all needs there, to be said. Yeah. Really, mate, yeah. So I recommend you to go, Billy. By the way. All right. Well, stuff. <laughs> write that one down. <laughs> And then link into next week's episode. It just says ad lib, so it's this is totally on the spot. Sorry, uh, I, don't, I don't know what I'm reading. Uh, discuss three five three to five questions about the interview and experience at Sheffield FC, then uh, link into Hallam FC episode. Well, um, there you have it. Um, a discussion on the world's first football club, as as Dylan liked to say. Um, well, you'll have to uh, you'll have to join us next time when we we're going to the oldest football ground in the world, and actually Sheffield FC's rivals. We are talking to Chris Dixon from Hallam FC. You can't miss it. We'll see you next time. Yes, thank you for listening to Talk of the Terrace. You can follow us on Twitter at Talk of the T1, and my personal Twitter is Sean Reports One. You can also find me on Twitter at SUFC Bill. Also, a massive thank you to today's guest, Dylan Ralph. Make sure you follow Shift of C on Instagram and Twitter, and check out Dylan's personal account on Twitter at Ralphie underscore nine nine nine. Thank you, and we'll see you later. <laughs>